It's game day for the Arizona Coyotes. They face off against the Vancouver Canucks alongside Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to see a new person between the pipes for Arizona. That is also on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That is Kyle Pavlik on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We also want to get a huge thanks to Matthew Marshall for joining us on yesterday's episode uh, for talking about the uh, Arizona Legacy Pride Hockey Association talk about, again, you know, the Arizona's first LGBTQ plus league in um, in the state. It's awesome to have a discussion about growing the game in different communities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Plus, Alpha is just a great uh, abbreviation. So I know. I love it. Them for sweeping that up. I know. I I like I'm sure then that when they when they were discussing it, they're like, "Ooh, what about that? Like. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it works well. Like you, you will see like names stretch to kind of fit, but but that one, you know, it seems to to be a pretty good one. So so kudos to them. Uh, they're doing great things. Absolutely, absolutely. But once again, I just want to thank him for coming on. It was an absolute great conversation. If you missed it, go ahead and tune to, to yesterday's episode as well. Um, it is available everywhere you get your podcast. It's also on YouTube if you want to see the video version of it. But let's move on to today's episode because we have uh, a game today. Arizona Coyotes and Vancouver Canucks. Obviously, they played each other once already. Um, but now, once again, up against two former players who were pretty prominent last year. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird because like the Coyotes are going to be playing the Canucks like two times in a week. Uh, and it seems like it's been forever since we last saw them. So, uh, like the the whole like shifting divisions plus just this season in general has been like feels very compacted due to you know everything that happened. Yeah, it does, and it's um, but you know I think it's it's nice to have that kind of thing. Obviously, it, it's it does suck to have to to not see Pacific division teams as much, because again, that's where the Coyotes, you know, fostered some big rivalries, you know, with LA and Anaheim and San Jose and like, but yeah, I mean, Vancouver, not one of those rivals though. So it's the California teams. Yeah. Mostly the California teams Uh, and Vegas, of course. And Vegas. And yeah, instead of seeing them, what, six, eight times a year, it's now like three times a year. Yeah, but I mean, at least we don't have to see too many uh, of our old friends, Connor Garland and Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh, we know, especially after that Chicago game, former Coyotes love to score against the Coyotes. This year. 
Yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, I think that's also a testament of the kind of players the Coyotes put out, right? You know, they yeah. put up, they put out some solid players and, you know, in, the, in a rebuild, you know, it's like, all right, let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like the Coyotes, it, it's, it's weird because we are, like, I think we're going to look back on, you know, the sell off, like in a couple of years and kind of see, like, was that really deserved? Like, look at how X, Y, and Z players have taken steps forward. Uh, but, you know, I think there's also a couple of players who have taken maybe steps back. Uh, Connor Garland, something that we were talking about, hasn't necessarily had the, the best season with the Canucks. He's in a much different role, so that's, you know, going to make things harder. But only 14 goals, 23 assists uh, in 66 games. He had more assists than that in 49 games with the Coyotes last year. So that kind of says something. Yeah, he was he was a superstar last year. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's what it that. And this year, this year for the Canucks is not not as highlighted um, as a lot of us would have anticipated. You know, again, like you know, you were saying, it's a different role. But what is interesting is the fact that you know the highlight of the two of the two players that moved over you thought it was going to be Garland but Oliver Ekman Larson's actually proved to be better <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I don't want to say better and I do think that you know OEL's contract is still ridiculously high oh, yeah so he is still a, uh, an overpaid player but like for a defenseman you know like He's got four goals, 19 assists. He's a plus three. If if that's something that you kind of take into account, you, you probably shouldn't, but it's there. I mean, let's uh, remember he is a puck moving defenseman. That's kind of his job, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's respectable, uh, I would say. Like, and I think that, you know, there was different expectations for the two players. I do think that, you know, Vancouver fans thought they were going to get a superstar in Connor Garland and taking on OEL's cap hit and giving up the first round pick was, you know, the necessary cost for that. And I do kind of wonder, like, would you rather, if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan, especially with the way the season's going, would you rather have Dylan Gunther than Connor Garland moving forward? And that's going to be an interesting question in the next couple of years. It will be because we'll see how Dylan Gunther grows. I think um, the Oil Kings are getting ready for uh, postseason for the WHL. I think yeah. that's coming up in just a little bit. We, so. we have seen a lot of Dylan Gunther highlights this year. <laughs> and, you know, that's a that's a future project. And there's not, you know, a guarantee he's going to make the transition successfully to the NHL. But... It's he's seems, a top ten pick though, so you 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 we're, we're really hope right? so. Yeah, we're really hoping yeah. so. Yeah. Obviously, one of our top ten picks in the last decade didn't go as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was a player who scored against Arizona in like in the in the Chicago game. But, yeah, uh, although like Strom is definitely like it's taken him a little while, but he seems to be fine in this game. He hit twenty, which is. I mean, did you expect Dylan Strom to have 20 goals this year? No, but at the same time, like that, that's something that, that you'd hope to would have expected from a, thir- third a, over- a third overall pick five years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, this is true. Uh, I've said it before. I'll probably say it again. Uh, Getting drafted third overall may have been like a very big hindrance to Dolan Strom's career. Because it was too, expectations too high. Yeah. And and he seems to have been like, you know, dealing with those expectations his entire NHL career. Like, why isn't he doing everything faster? And it doesn't necessarily matter that he's gotten to the point where he needs to be. Like, like you said, there's an expectation that he should have been there a couple years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, But it'll be interesting to see these two players, right? You know, to see who the, um, you know, like what, how they perform, right? Because the, because the, because <laughs> as we were saying, former players tend to play, have like marquee games against the Coyotes. Yeah. We just need, you know, Jay Beagle uh, to have a great game against the Canucks uh, and Louis Erickson just to even things out. Yeah, but are they? Uh, Erickson occasionally will do some things. Uh, they're like, well, I'm pretty impressed. Uh, Beagle probably less so. Uh, his, his most recent uh, contribution to hockey uh, was the fight that we talked about. So he's not really lighting the lamp too much. Yeah. Um, I just hope he doesn't go try to punch someone else in the face. Yeah, yeah. That would definitely be... Not ideal, unless they start punching him first. It's it's still hockey, were, un, or if they follow the code, right? You know, you yeah. and you go with the mutual fight. Sure, those yeah. are better. Those yeah. are better. Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, some goaltender news. Plus, we're gonna make some predictions for this uh, game coming up tonight back coming up in just a moment but first a quick word from carl betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information you can find all the latest sports development including this week's master championship odds podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season betonline is your continued source for all your sports wedging information including live betting esports and scores it's the reason why we here at uh, Locked On Coyotes always like to go to bed online when we're previewing games, like we will in the third segment. You can head over to the website today, or use use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes, previewing the Arizona Coyotes versus the Vancouver Canucks, set for 7 p.m. at Gila River Arena. Arizona Coyotes have confirmed. We have a confirmed confirmation, a confirmed goaltending start for today. Mm-hmm. We have Harry Sateri. Yep. And I did look up last night uh, pronunciation for for his name. Uh, he's got the double dots over the A in his last name. Uh, makes it an E sound, which is fun. Uh Definitely an interesting goaltender. I am curious to see what he can do. It will be interesting. You know, I think, what, this is his third shot into the NHL. Like, he's got drafted by an NHL team, and then he got then he got shipped overseas, and they, or, 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 like, did uh, development somewhere else, and then came back again, and then developed development somewhere else, and then now is back again. 
If if you are unfamiliar with the uh, the story of Sateri, which I imagine a lot of people out there are, uh, Finnish goaltender originally drafted 106th overall in 2008 by the San Jose Sharks, your hometown team. Uh, mostly played in the AHL uh, it, with Worcester uh, in the Sharks, uh, and has made a couple of journeys over to the KHL, uh, but he made his NHL debut 2017-2018 season with the Florida Panthers, had nine games, uh, 2.92 goals against average, 9.11 save percentage, eh, kind of respectable. Uh, spent another you know half season in the AHL with the Grand Rapids Griffins, went back to the KHL, and got really big recently, winning gold for Finland at the Olympics, which, of course, there were not NHL players at, so caveat. He had a one goals against average, 9.62 save percentage in five games. Uh, claimed by the Coyotes off of waivers after he originally signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that's kind of his story. And that's a long a long story, like a, a long journey to get back to the NHL, right? You know, yeah, I mean, he, he is 32. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I said that, so he has lived a life. Uh, Craig Morgan of PHNX had a really good kind of article breaking down and talking to him about everything that's been going on. I, I highly recommend giving that a read if you haven't already. I mean, Craig Morgan just explains everything <laughs> super <Yeah>. well, so. <laughs> And and you need it. It's it's you know it's a long journey to go from being drafted by the Sharks to making your NHL debut a decade later with the Panthers. Like and, and there's a lot of ups and downs with that. And and honestly, like there, there's a chance he could have stayed in the KHL if uh, Russia decided to not invade a country uh, because that was a big thing that happened that led to, you know, I think we're going to see a lot more KHL players making the jump to the NHL in the next coming months. Absolutely. What made things, what's make things interesting is we're going to see some waivers then, right? Because um, like what happened, like what happened with this one is for those who are unaware, when a player gets imported from Europe, like sign a play, like, like when they, when you sign a contract from a European country to the NHL, that player has to clear waivers. Yeah. Um, it, because it's, they consider uh, what? Um, return. I think return waivers, right? Returning from, from, from overseas. I believe so. Uh, waivers are always very weird and the language regarding them can be a bit, esoteric um it's it's definitely one of the more interesting carryovers from the NHL but I do believe that yes return waivers uh and it's a thing and uh you fans should like be prepared for it because I saw a lot of Toronto Maple Leafs fans very upset by this move and the fact that he had to clear waivers and it's like yeah everyone goes into this process knowing this why why are you surprised yeah I think they I, I think they were just shocked at the fact that he like you know they waived a goaltender and then when they they signed a goaltender and waived them and then the one that they wanted gets taken away. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I think they should should have gone in knowing the fact that there are other teams who are, you know, potentially looking for that. I think they probably didn't expect the Wedgwood trade at the same time, so then it kind of, you know, it crossed over. So it was it was just bad timing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, the um, the PHNX article I referenced mentioned, I think that like five teams were like placed like claims on him so there was no way that he was going to toronto like someone else would have claimed him if not for the coyotes so just because of the coyotes are the worst team in the league the coyotes are the worst team they need goaltending so it makes sense that they would get him waiver priority is waiver reverse standings if everyone by the way yeah so yeah, definitely. Um, and, and an interesting pickup. Um, he hasn't had too much time to practice with the team. Uh, he's gotten a couple days in since the Coyotes haven't played, you know, for most of this week. But it's also like, you know, it's hard to make that jump from international play to the NHL. Uh, we've seen, you know, Vimelka do do really well. Who's to say that Sateri can't follow suit? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I hope so. You know, because I always hope that, you know, a player who is trying to get a shot back into the league and, you know, after playing so many years in Europe gets, you know, gets to prove himself. Yeah. And and we've said it all season. The Coyotes are definitely a team that you want to be on if you're looking to prove something because they absolutely will give you the opportunity if you earn it. And look at that. He is getting his first start. Yep. On the Arizona Coyotes tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Interesting. Should definitely an interesting one. Uh, and it uh, kind of it makes it a little bit of a question mark, too, because who really knows how he's going to play in the NHL? Yeah, because we because the sample size is pretty small. <laughs> small in the not- NHL, and then what? Some people have probably watched him in the Olympics, but that is also a very small sample size against a very different quality of competition. Plus, international hockey in itself is also very much different than the North American game. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, different, different ice size, very slightly. I think what about fifteen feet more wider than the international yeah i think something like that i am not great with measurements so i can never remember but yes yeah so there's a lot more to it there's definitely a lot more to it anyways though we still got more to get to though on this episode of lockdown coyotes we are going to get to our predictions for the game in just a moment but first a quick word from our sponsors and we're back here on Lockdown Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonu and Carl Pavlak. Arizona Coyotes versus Vancouver Connects tonight at 7 p.m. at Gila River Arena. We got our uh, picks of the game ready for you guys. We have the uh, the odds, courtesy of our friends of Bet Online. We're going to take a look at what those odds are. Arizona Coyotes point and a half underdogs at minus 155 plus 157 on the money line total points set at six this is an interesting one and i am not sure how well the coyotes are going to do the 
Vancouver Canucks did play last night. They were in Vegas. They beat the Golden Knights five to one, uh, which you know an impressive win uh, against a, a team that's better than the Coyotes. So I don't have high hopes. Uh, I think this one's going to be four one Vancouver. Four one Vancouver. So under and give the points to Vancouver. Yeah. I am going to agree with you, although I think it's going to be a little more um, low scoring um, in that sense. I think okay. it's going to be uh, three to one. Three to one? Vancouver. Yeah, like the Coyotes, they just don't really have the offense right now. Especially, uh, yeah, those these last few games have been god awful. Yeah, which... It's something that you kind of we should expect. Lawson Kraus, Clayton Keller, two of the biggest contributors offensively for the Coyotes. Jacob Trickern, one of their best offensive defensemen. Like you're missing all these key players, so you're, it's going to be hard to score goals. It is going to be hard to score goals, but you know this makes it a little more depressing in ways, right? Because the beginning of last month we were talking about the Coyotes um, at at one point being the hottest team in the NHL because they were scoring and scoring and scoring and just going on this winning streak, including sweeping of all of Eastern Canada. It was like, yeah. we we're having a blast during that time. Yeah. And, you know, I think we all kind of knew that it was going to come to an end. Oh, yeah. uh, like the team was going to regress, but I don't think anyone expected them to also have to deal with the injuries that they've had which is just an extra thing on top of it. Yeah. If there wasn't the injuries and they, and they just regressed that way, my joke would have been is like, did I think they just remembered that they're, that they're in the shame for shame sweepstakes and they need to lose. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do like the idea of Satari. Like, I, I hope he like plays really well. I hope he gets a few good looks throughout the season, but you know, it's his first NHL game. He's hardly practiced with the team he the team's not good in general so i could see him giving up a lot tonight and remember this um i mean obviously um the first two goaltenders for the arizona coyotes in carter hutton and karelvay melka both did not start so well melka had a better slightly better start but they, but Hutton was absolutely god awful yeah. um and that's why when he got injured they just picked up uh wedgwood and let Hutton just stay on the injured reserve. And it's like, oh, we'll just take care of you when you're whatever. Um, but Wedgwood had a good, like, obviously, because he started this season with another team, kind of got his bearings a little bit. But if you look at, again, the way Hutton started, the way Bay Mocha started the season, let's see how I might go work with Sateri and see what. Yeah. And, and I mean, it is, it is kind of important to point out that Sateri does have like, he has been playing, he has been practicing mm -hmm. um, and you know, international competition. So I don't want to say that he's been like, just. No, he hasn't, but he's been sitting around. No, absolutely yeah. not. I mean, again, he won a gold medal for God's sake. Like, but, yeah. um, but again, as I said before, the international game and the North American game, very different beasts. So very different, yeah. And you know, it, it takes time to adjust, especially for a goaltender whose job is all about like 
the angles and, and knowing where players are going to do. And, you know, hopefully you can remember about the trapezoid because that is definitely another part that's, yeah. you know, a key thing that we don't necessarily talk about too much when it comes to other players. And not only that, and as I mentioned in the previous segment, being with the, um, you know, the size of the ice being slightly different, and that's mainly the, um, the width of it in North America, it is more narrow which means less space for the players, which means more crowd, which means higher chance of, you know, screening. Might not be able to catch where a puck's coming. I mean, again, that should, like, a professional goaltender should be able to adjust to that pretty easily. But, you know, it happens. Yeah, it happens. It's something that, you know, he should be able to account for, but it's going to take a little bit of time. The only way you could really do it is by playing games. Absolutely. Anyways, though, we have our picks. You say four to one. I say three to one. That's going to be um, what we say are the picks for this game for the Arizona Coyotes versus Vancouver Canucks. Be sure to uh, check it out again. It is for tonight at 7 p.m. Anyways, though, that is it for today's episode. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you get to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes, on Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes, on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leano. Carl Pavlik is at Carl Pavlik FFH. You can follow us, interact with us, ask us a question you might have. We might answer them right away or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.